Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hey, today on this first Sunday of 2020, brand new year and a decade. I mean, it's exciting. Uh, all that's already happening and what's going to happen in this new decade. But we're starting a brand new series. But before I get to that, you know, I was uh, doing a little uh, introspection over the holidays, right? I was, I was kind of doing an evaluation and of, of, of myself and our family and praying together with my wife as to what the Lord has for us in this new decade for our family and, and then for our church too. And the Lord's really been speaking to us, so we're really excited about that. And we're moving into a time of corporate prayer and fasting starting tomorrow. I, I hope you'll uh, partner and join with me in that. And, and you know, I was, I was thinking about how, uh, well, I'll just get right to it, just how dependent I am on this thing right here. Like, is there anyone else out there where if, God forbid, you leave this on your nightstand and get in your car, get on the bus and go to your place of work and walk into your cubicle and realize that you don't have this. I don't know if you're like me, but like I completely flip out. You don't have to raise your hand, but I'm just telling you. I mean, like, like it's amazing just how dependent I am on this little contraption right here. And, you know, I mean, just all of the stuff that it allows me to do. It allows me to get from point A to point B by a woman named Siri who just whispers into my ear, take a left here, turn right, you know what I mean? Like, like you don't have to learn anything anymore. It's just Google, you know what I mean? And I, I can tell you whether or not your restaurant is any good before I even take a bite because it's all just, you can just find out right here. I can find out what the starting lineup and the injury report is for the Seahawks that are playing here. Don't do that right now, okay? But but I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all right there, you know? And, and not too long ago, it, I was having one of those uh, gotta check my social media panic attacks. Don't raise your hand. I'm just confessing right now. Where it was like, you know, you saw, I, I wonder what's going on on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if there's any new cool pictures up. You know, I mean, we, some of us do that, maybe no one in here, but I know I sometimes, I'm like, oh man, Okay, oh, okay, good. It looks like they're having fun on the slopes. You know what I mean? Like, we just like, you know, and face, you know, we're just so addicted to that stuff. And, and I remember I was on there and I was, I was looking at some of my friends who were on vacation and they were like, had a perfect pose on a beach. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh man, my life sucks. I wish I could have that life. <laughs> and I was reading it and then all of a sudden, like, my phone just froze. And I was like, what, what's going on here? What's, and like, it was just totally frozen. And I started kind of like scratching my face. And I was just like freaking like, oh man, my phone's frozen. What am I going to do? And I was so grateful that my wife was in the other room and I ran in there and I was like, I was like, Ash, my phone is frozen. I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? And she was like, well, you know, I can help you with that. I'm like, just do something. And she said, have you tried restarting it? And I said, well, no. What will that do? And she said, well, if, if you restart it, it will realign, it will go back to its original design. In fact, not only will it fix it, it'll even make it faster. And I'm like, I've never heard 
heard of such a thing. That's amazing, you know? And I said, I don't believe you, though, because you're not the manufacturer. So I had to go on apple.com, and sure enough, the very first troubleshoot process is to do a manual restart. And I was like, oh, thank God, that's the answer. And so sure enough, man, I, I went through the process, and, and, I, and I restarted this little device here. And not only did I fix the problem that I had, it actually made it that much faster. Someone came up to me in the first service. They're like, you know, we used to do this thing called Control-Alt-Delete. Remember that? Yeah. Just to kind of reboot the whole system, right? And, you know, you know I, I, I kind of uh, dramatized that a little bit. I uh, don't think that I'm that crazy, but sometimes I feel like that, you know? This, this applies to our lives as well. My wife and I have found that every once in a while, a couple times a year, we need a little bit of a restart, a reboot, a refresh, even in our marriage. Uh, we found this in our finances. We, we, we have found this just in our, in our family rhythms. We, we found this... Um, connected to relationships and all different things. And there's these moments in our life where we just, we kind of need a restart. And in context and how this applies to our walk with the Lord and our spiritual journey, uh, one way, because there's, there's, there's multiple ways where you can allow this to play out in your spiritual walk, but one way that we have found, my wife and I, is that we can really get a nice restart when we apply this spiritual discipline of fasting in our lives. And so we as a church, two times a year, we come together for 21 days and we call a corporate fast, a, a unified fast together. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it, but that's what we're going to be starting tomorrow. 21 days. You say, well, why 21 days? Well, Daniel, you can read about Daniel in the Old Testament. He did a 21 day fast. And so that's, that's essentially where it comes from. But there's 40-day fasts and there's, you know, two-hour fasts. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily about the time, but we just want to be on the same page and unified together because we know that there's more power where two agree, right? And so imagine a couple thousand people coming together unified under this umbrella of prayer and fasting. So we're going to be doing that. And and, and Ashley and I, we have found that this really is a great restart, a refresh, a control-alt-delete, just kind of in our own spiritual walk. This is one of the basic practices of being a follower of Jesus. And I'm reminded in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about a few basic practices of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. In fact, there's some uh, direction, uh, there's some teaching connected to these three areas that I'm going to mention right now in a second, um, where he says, when you partake, make sure you're not uh, parading them around, meaning make sure you're not just putting on a show or being real publicized about it. In fact, make sure you do these things in private, and when you do them in private, my Father in heaven will reward you specifically. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 2, Jesus, the first one, G Jesus talks about, he says, when you give. Now, 
Notice he didn't say, if you give, or you should give it a shot, or consider it. He's just assuming that you're already giving. And, and, and so this applies to our finances uh, when it comes to the kingdom of God, the local church, missions, uh, opportunities, just how, how are you, how are you, uh, um, you know, participating in the area of giving and generosity? And Jesus says there's a way to do that. You can, you can read that on your own in verse 2. And then verse 5, he says, he says, when you pray. And he explains to us uh, how to pray. In fact, he gives us a model. It's called his prayer, right? The Lord's prayer. And he, said, pray, he says, pray like this. In fact, if you want to, you can unpack every line of that prayer. And you could pray that one prayer just for hours on end. So, so he, 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 says, he says, when you pray, he doesn't say if you pray. He assumes that we're already praying. And then he says in verse 16, he says, when you fast, when you do it, I'm assuming you're do it. If you're my follower, I'm assuming that you're going to obey what I've instructed you to do. So he says, when you do this, do it in a specific way. And so for just a couple of minutes here, I want to uh, encourage you, if I will, as we start this 21-day fast tomorrow, I want to talk just for a couple of minutes on three areas of our lives that you can really restart through fasting. The new year, we're all, we got New Year's resolutions. Some of you have already started eating your chicken and broccoli. Some of you are you're on your day three of LA Fitness and you're crushing it. I'm gonna join you tomorrow, I promise. Okay, all right. But let me just give you three areas that can really restart uh, your life through this spiritual discipline of fasting. The first one is this. Fasting gives a restart to your communication. Say communication. It gives you a, like a reboot, a refresh to your communication. With, with who? Who are you talking about, Pastor? With him and with maybe your spouse, maybe your employee, maybe your kid. When you engage in this spiritual discipline... It will awaken your communication. Let's go to the text. Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. This is Jesus instructing you and me on how to participate in the spiritual discipline. He says, whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do. For they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they're fasting. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full, but you, meaning you and me, but when you guys, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Comb your hair, right? So that your fasting will not be noticed by men. Like, man, like, don't let people know, know that you're in the middle of fast by your appearance. Oh, oh, well, I can't. I'm in the middle of a fast. <laughs> like when, when, the, when, when you all go to Applebee's as a staff on Thursday afternoon and everyone's getting cheeseburgers, don't go, oh man, I'd love to, but of course I'm on a fast. I'll just take another glass of water. Oh, like Jesus says, you, you've already, you've got your like pat on the back by people around you. But he says like, like don't let people know like, hey man, no, I'm good. You know what? Um, I'm going to pass on the hamburger. I'm just doing water today, but man, love you guys, right? So he says, your fasting will not be noticed by men, but by your father 
who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Fasting, even corporate fasting, is still always to be private. It's between you and God. Like, like don't let somebody uh, give you false information. It's a private thing. Let nobody judge you over this matter. Let no one say, well, what? You know, I'm do- I, that's all you're doing. None of that stuff, okay? Jesus was always speaking to a man and a woman's heart. This is not penance, right? This is not, this doesn't get you into heaven, all right? And I'm going to talk about what it is and, and, and how it really helps you, and specifically in this area of communication. So you're like, okay, well, I, maybe you're here like, what? I don't even know what fasting is. Well, let me give you a couple definitions of what fasting is and how it applies to us. So, so fasting really is, is, a simple answer is going without food, okay? In fact, some of you say, I've never fasted before. Well, some of you have had surgery, right? You can remember the, the, the nurse calling and saying, hey, make sure you don't eat anything after nine o'clock. Uh, some of you uh, have already started your, your brand new diet for the year, okay? That's a type of fasting, but it's not this, Okay? Like, it's not, this is not what we're talking about. I'm talking about a, about a biblical fast. And what a biblical fast is, it's, it's refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Write that down. It's refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. And it's really replacing the time you typically spend eating. And rather, you spend that time focusing on him. There's different ways that we can do that. You can do that through reading his word. You can do that by putting on some praise and worship music and, and worshiping him. You can, you can do it taking a walk on five-mile drive and just listening. You know, the Holy Spirit's always, always talking. People say, man, I can't hear his voice. And, and every time I ask them, well, uh, he's speaking. Like, are you just being too loud? Like, there's many times, I feel like my life so often is just loud and ah, and ah. Man, it's amazing when we can just physically quiet ourselves and wait on him and hear from him because he's speaking. And, and, and a biblical fast gets you, gets you aligned with his voice just a little bit more. Now, you're sitting here and you're like, oh, I'm already checked out. Um, I'm a diabetic or I have a medical condition and I'm not, I have to, oh, I'm, I'm already done. This isn't for me. No, no, no. Okay. So, so, so maybe you're here today and you have a medical condition that doesn't allow you to participate in this type of fast. There's other, there's other things that you can do. All right. It doesn't have to just be food. It can be all kind. I made a joke about the internet and social media. I'm, I'm telling for maybe someone here, if you just stopped that for 21 days, like it might completely repair your marriage. Okay. So, so there's all kinds of different ways and things that you can do. Here, here's what I want you to know, though. Make sure whatever you're fasting for these three weeks, make sure it will cost you something. It's got to cost you something. It, it, it's got to be a thing where when you take it out of your life for three weeks, uh, some of you are going to be like, I, I, I got no other... No, no other choice. I, I gotta like, I gotta like get to God on this one. I don't know if I can live without this thing, or I don't know how I'm gonna do it. It, it, it has to, it has to point you toward Him. I, I had a friend. We we do these fasts twice a year. One guy came up to me. 
And this, this last one, he's like, Pastor, man, I'm so excited. I'm gonna maybe fasting. And before I could say, well, don't tell me it, he just blurted out. He's like, I'm so excited because I'm gonna be fasting Italian food. And, and I was like, really? He's like, oh yeah, my wife, she knows how much I love Italian food. And so we just agreed no Italian food for three weeks. I was like, okay, well, that would probably make a little bit more sense if you lived in Italy. But, but I mean, my, my point being, like, it, it's, gotta, it's gotta cost you something. It's gotta cost you something. So that, that's, that's essentially what it is. And here's another thought that I wanna just leave with you. And that is, this has nothing to do with your salvation, okay? This isn't part of, you know, this is gonna get me into heaven. It's gonna save me. It's gonna make God love me more. It's none of that stuff. We're saved by grace and grace alone. It's a free gift, salvation, and John is clear. It says that, that believe and be saved. So it has nothing to do with that. What this does, though, is allows you to connect with the Holy Spirit in a different, unique, tighter way, if you will, all right? In fact, there's a lot of places in Scripture, I'll just blow through some of them in this area of communication, how, how your communication with God will enhance Daniel chapter 10. Uh, Daniel fasted um, and he was looking for an answer to a prayer and the Lord gave it to him. And not only that, he gave him a, 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 a deep wisdom that literally affected Babylon. I my second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat, uh, he needed an answer. He, needed, he actually needed a plan from God to defeat a specific army. You can read about this story. And so he calls for the nation of Israel or, or, or Judea to, to, to pray and fast together. And through that, they get the actual strategic plan as to how to conquer this enemy. But it, but it happened because Jehoshaphat obeyed God and did what he said, and he fasted and prayed corporately, and they defeated this enemy. I can go on and on. Exodus 34, Moses, he prays and he fasts for 40 days, and he gets the 10 commandments, which laid out the initial foundation for this Jewish, these Jewish folks on how to live. In fact, we apply it even in the secular world, in government to this day. How did that happen? Through one man who obeyed God and he prayed and he fasted for 40 days. Elijah, 1 Kings 19. He fasts while he's escaping Jezebel and he received a word from God that affected generations upon generations. Paul, Acts chapter 9. Three, three days after he, he's, 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 been, he's gone through the conversion process, he's had this encounter with the spirit of Jesus. He actually hears his voice. He prays and fasts, and through the process, he gets his lifelong assignment, and he goes on to be one of, our, one of the fathers of our faith who writes the majority of the New Testament. So there's something to this here. I could go on and on. Peter, Acts chapter 10. God gives him a new revelation concerning spreading the gospel, not just to the Jew, but also to the Gentile. So that means I, I get to get saved too. Hallelujah, because I'm not a Jew, right? That happened through Peter obeying God and applying fasting and prayer to his own life. And so if you're like me today and you need to restart a restart. You want to hear him that much more. You want to be clear. You want that communication with him and with other people to be turned up and aligned with what he wants for you. I encourage you 
to partake with us in this fast. But here, one more thing, I'm just going to remind you, like, this isn't just removing something from your life. You have to replace that thing with more pursuit of him. Does that make sense? I get people who are like, I'm on day nine, and man, this sucks. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, well, what are you doing? Well, you know, I just kind of white knuckle it. I'm like, well, you, you missed the whole point, buddy. You know what I mean? If it's going to be that for you, then this is, a, this is the wrong season for you to participate, right? You have to replace it with time with him. And I, you know what? I'm pointing at myself because I'm human too. And this is, I can catch myself going, maybe I'll just skip tomorrow because the playoffs are on. And my friend, you, know, I, you can start doing all that stuff. And if you're, if you're already having those conversations, what did Jesus say? Check your heart, right? So fasting gives a restart to your communication. Here, here's the second one. This is a big one, and, I'll, and I'm, I need to move along here. Fasting gives a restart to your cravings. This is a big one for me. It, it gives you kind of a, a, re, uh, a reboot, a refresh to your cravings. I... I was born and raised in the Northwest here in Tacoma. And the second bottle I got from the nurse at St. Joseph's Hospital was an Americano on ice, okay? Like, I'm just saying, man, like, we're coffee people, aren't we up here? I'm telling you, like, I don't know about you, but like, ah, I'm like two in already today, okay? And, and a while back, a few years ago, actually, um, I participated uh, with, with my church in a 21-day of prayer. And I know I'm not supposed to tell, but it works to this point, right? Part, part of my fast was like giving up coffee, right? Which I don't know if that was the best thing. But, um, but I, I, I did it. And man, like, I don't know, about day three, I was like, I was walking around my office. just like, I was just like, ah. Oh, man, how's it going, Pastor? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just, oh, oh, right? I was just like, I was just jonesing for some Joe. You know what I mean? I was like about to peel my face back. I was like, I need an espresso. You know what I mean? And uh, the Lord really worked on me through that process. But here's what happened. Here's what's cool. About day seven, um, I woke up and... It, I, I wasn't, I didn't eat it. I was like, I don't, I'm not, I didn't crave it. You know what I'm talking about? Not only that, like I felt physically better. Like my, I don't know. I, I know this is maybe rudimentary for some of you, but like I, for me, it was just like, whoa. Like my mind was, I felt better because I, I wasn't IV'd up to it. You know what I mean? And, and it was interesting. Now, of course, I'm back on it, Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm back on the, okay, I'm back on it, but, but there was like this window for the 21 days where it was like, I didn't crave it anymore, uh, and I actually started to feel better, and he, what, what, what's fascinating, and, and, and just the reality of this fasting process is this happens to us, man. Some of you are going to take some of this, couple things out of your life for 21 days, and you're going to get to day 10 and be like, man. I don't need this. In fact, it might even replace that craving. Are you ready for this? You actually might crave listening to that Brooklyn Tabernacle album or whatever. 
or I'm, I'm dating myself, I'm sorry, or, 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 or getting in the word, cr- craving, man, I got, this, I got this window now, this hour, I, I mean, I, I got to get in this, I want to hear from God. Like, this is what happens. When you fast, you can literally restart, refresh, get a new craving, replace it with one that maybe you had. And, and, and these, when I say craving, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, right? But how many of you know that it's always better to, to get a little bit more of Jesus in your 24 hours, right? This is what can happen in your life. So fasting gives a restart to your cravings. And I've got Ezra, Ezra 10. Ezra declares a fast. You can, this is a cool story in Ezra 10. He, he calls a fast because the children of Israel were so addicted to their flesh. I mean, sexual immorality. I mean, pagan gods. They were so addicted. Maybe you're, maybe you're there this morning. Like, like, like you're being owned by your flesh. Like you're sitting here like the only thing you're thinking about is getting to that bar after you get in the car today. I'm just being real. I don't, I don't know where you're at on your, on your walk. Praise the Lord that you're here today. But I don't know where you're at, but Ezra calls a fast because the, the actual children of God were so, so addicted to their flesh that he says, we are gonna pray and fast and pray that God will replace our fleshly cravings, our sinful cravings, with more of him. And when you read the story, it, it happens. So I just want to, maybe that encourages, maybe you've walked in here today and you've, you've beat yourself up before you even sat down because of the 10 things that you're so, still struggling with. I want you to know that the children of Israel, they had their own issues. And God loved them so much that he kept coming back over and over and over and over and over So there's hope for you and there's hope for me. Fasting gives a restart to your cravings. And and here's the last one as the band comes back. And that is fasting gives a restart to your capacity. It will restart your perspective on the capability that you have inside of you to bring to fruition and to actually pursue and live out every assignment that the Lord's placed in front of you. Now, I want you to know today, the enemy, his favorite tactic that he uses against me constantly, and a lot of us in this room, is that he he wants us to be afraid of everything. He, He wants you to be scared not to step into what the Lord has for you. He, he, he wants you to freeze up. If, if he can just get you isolated and afraid to do nothing, he's winning. And let me tell you, in a lot of believers I know, this is the area right here. And what fasting does is it, re, it, it reboots this, uh, this vicious cycle that happens between our minds. Because what it does is, it, 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 you saw the bumper, talked about clear out the noise, right? Fasting literally, like, like it... it It moves all of the crud and the stuff that gets in your head and it gets you aligned with his voice. So you're hearing what he's saying to you. And when you hear his voice, you're reminded as a follower of Jesus that the spirit of Christ now lives inside of you, which produces boldness. 
produces power, encouragement. So what does that do? All of a sudden, you begin to go, not a, not a pride thing, a capacity thing, where you begin to realize, oh yeah, it's not about me. It's nothing that I've done or what I can do. It's the very fact that the Spirit of God lives inside of me, and now my mind is thinking differently, and my capacity begins to stretch, and my perspective and the reminder that it's always been this way for you when you said yes to Jesus, but sometimes we just get off a little bit. Fasting, it's a great discipline to help remind you of the capacity that you have through Christ Jesus. A lot of areas. Esther, I remember that story, Esther 4. This woman in the ancient world who God calls on to save her people. And from her perspective, you can read all about it. She would have seen herself as inferior. She was a woman, which is a big deal in the ancient world. Uh, she looked at herself not in the same way at that time that God saw her. But God says, call a fast for your people. Her family was facing annihilation potentially. Not just her family, but the Hebrew people. She obeys God. They fast and through that process, the Lord saves all of them. And she begins to understand who, who she really was. Who she really was. Joseph, I've, I've told his story so many times here. This man who sold into slavery, but he just stayed committed to God. He's imprisoned. It looks hopeless for him. But in prison, he begins to pray and to fast. And the Lord begins to remind him of who he is and begins to remind him of the capacity that he has and how God's going to use him. And so he just accepted it. He said, okay. And he stepped out. I'm sure, I, let's be honest, I'm sure he was afraid to do the different things that he did to go before the leadership and, 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 and to step out. But because he was willing Everything changed for him for the good, where he became second in command at that time of a foreign land. And all, all because he pursued God and he obeyed God through this process of prayer and fasting. One, one more little thought here, one, one little story. Matthew chapter 17, Jesus, a man, remember you, I'm sure you remember the story, a man brings his son who's demon-possessed to the disciples and says, he's out of control. Can you, can you do something? And the disciples weren't able to heal this boy. And so the man brings the boy to Jesus and to tell, to tell on Jesus' pastors, if you will, the disciples, the leaders of Jesus' movement. They, they couldn't, they couldn't cast the demon out. And so the dad goes and rats on him, right? And look what Jesus says here to his boys, okay? Verse 17 says, Jesus answered and said, you unbelieving and perverted generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked him and the demon came out of him and the boy was cured at once. Verse 19, 
Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why couldn't we drive it out? And he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith. A lot of implications there. For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Now, verse 21, here it is. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Don't miss this. Jesus says here, not only will this type of demon the only way this demon can, this type of demon can be cast out is through prayer and fasting. He goes on and he talks about when you get to the point where, where nothing will be impossible for you. The question is, when will nothing be impossible for you and for me? The answer to that is when our capacity of faith is increased. And that only happens through participating in the spiritual act of prayer and fasting. I don't know about you, but in 2020, I am, I got some big prayers. And the prayers that I have are connected to this earthly world, word called impossible. And in fact, if I sat you down over a coffee, which of course that's my issue. Uh, if I sat you down and you asked me about them, I, I would almost I don't know, I'd be even kind of embarrassed to even say them because they're, they're nuts. And I, I can't pull it off, all right? But I believe that God can and he will because he's already, he are, he's already showed me what he's doing in this neighborhood, in this church. But it's gonna require me to go the next mile. It's gonna require me to take this fasting thing seriously to have the right heart while I do it. And when I do that, when you do that, man, your capacity will increase. Be stretched. Love it. So fasting, it gives us a restart to our communication. It, 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 it restarts our, and, and, and even changes our, the cravings that we have in our lives. And then finally, this area of capacity God has so much more than you, than you even can even wrap your mind around right now. But there's a process and it involves this fasting thing that we're starting tomorrow. Come on, bow your heads as we pray. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.